With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And alongside Dan Petru, this is Noel Fogelman. You're listening to the Isles Buzz Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Dan, uh, I still can't believe what went down last night. Uh, It's definitely the game of the year. Might be the best regular season game in quite some time for the Islanders. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I mean, it was one of those things where, he, obviously, they got off to that rough start. They're down 2 nothing six right. minutes into the game. But then they, they, got, they got that goal, big goal by Barzell, who was fantastic last night. Right. And it, even though they kept falling down by two goals, like, this team's playing well. They're getting chances. And, we, you know, the Jets are not good in their own end, especially without Buffalo and Morrissey. And Hellebuck hasn't had a fantastic season, yes, uh, although he, he played well yesterday despite, you know, right. uh, giving up the five goals. Um, but you, as this game kept going on, it's like, just get this thing tied. Just get this thing tied. They had to get a point last night. And then, boom, last 90 seconds, two goals in 33 seconds. And it was crazy. Like they scored that first goal, and it was at so much effort to tie that up. And, you know, they barely got in there. And I, right. I had nightmares of that puck just hang, hanging on the line. So it's okay. They tied it. And I believe you texted me, like, okay, just get this to overtime. Let's just get this to overtime. And then next thing you know, 33 seconds later, they're up, they're up a goal. Yeah, and I would probably say maybe the last seven minutes of that game was probably the best they played in a month. They, they, they were, probably, yeah. They, they were relentless. They were, in, in those two goals, you haven't seen you know both from Sezikis and Eberle, goals like that in quite some time. Right. Traffic in front of the net. 
They weren't pretty. Those are typical Islander goals that you've seen for a long time now. And now I guess we can all love Jordan Eberle again because he had a fantastic game. The pass he gave to Barzell for that first goal was great. Barzell racing down the ice in the third period, you know, to set up the third, the fourth goal, tremendous as well. Well, I think too, Noel. You notice the difference, and like I said, yeah, you know, North South Barzell. Barzell is is still has a lot to learn. He's going to be a fantastic player. He's an amazing talent. But look at the difference of a player who, from someone who keeps pulling up and going east-west and from someone who is attacking the cage. It doesn't have to be all the time, but it just has to be enough where they respect it. Because right now, everybody in the league knows you're pulling up, right. and everybody's going to play for that. But he did two goals were direct responsibility, were, were directly a result of him attacking the cage. And he was doing it all night, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if, if he keeps attacking like that, you know there's going to be a trailer. Right. Yeah. Right, I, absolutely. Right. And, you know, and also, Pollock Pol- Pol- was great last night. He oh, was just I, fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about him for years now with Bridgeport and everyone, you know, seeing him knows he's, how good he's going to be. I, I think he can be even better. Um, yeah. And what, yeah. What, what, his shot, what his shot creates when he gets it on net is going to get rebounds. And if someone's right. in front, like, like they were last night, just knock knock home the rebounds. Just create traffic because with that, I mean, no no goalie is going to be able to just to like to glove that quickly. All three of assists were as a result of a rebound. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the leads was deflected, but the yeah. other two were direct result right. of a rebound. Which which was great. I mean, it was great to see Leah deflection. You know, Barzal with, with his goal, the traffic in front of the net, a uh, power play goal. I mean, five on three doesn't matter because. Five on threes in the past were just as you know negative as five on fours for the Islanders, but all, all that stuff just made for just an unbelievable win and a fascinating stat from uh, Eric Hornet. Basically, that's the first time in Islanders history that they trailed with two minutes left to play and rallied to win in regulation. So it's yeah. it's, it's a fa- you know a fantastic stat, and now they could have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot at home Saturday against the Sabers. They're still within uh, reach of the Capitals for the division. Uh, you know, Capitals play Saturday. Against, unlikely, but yeah, unlikely. unlikely. Capitals play Tampa, so it's on Saturday. Tampa so has nothing to play for. Very, very true. But they, they kind of have to get in gear because you don't want to go into the playoffs. Also, also too, also too is the, the Capitals are playing fantastic hockey. Yeah, they're they're rolling right now. Um, and you know they're going to be trying to get. Uh, Especially if they get to the Islander game and Ovi still has 49, he might have 75 shot attempts in that game. Yeah, you, you might have to put both Grice and Leonard in the net at the same time. I know. For that. But just, just get to that last game with, with a chance to at least clinch second place. You know, right. You know, because home ice, I, I know they've struggled this year at home. Just get home ice. It's so important. It's been so long. Being the playoffs, obviously, is a great accomplishment for this year. No one thought that was going to happen. But to finish third or get the first wild card, it is a little bit of a disappointment heading into the playoffs after how, yeah, how well they played yeah, this year. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, look at the two teams in front of them. You have for the last three Stanley Cup of winners. Of course. No, I, absolutely. So I, I, I'm not going to go crazy over that. No, and but look, I, do I want home ice advantage? Of course I do. But And we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show when we get to our, our, our Q&A seg, uh, segment. But, I mean, it is what it is. Just get in. This team has shown it plays quite well on the road. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. No, but you know what? It's it's more for the fans who have obviously done what, dealt with all this, you know, BS for years. Now, for them to actually ha- host a game one 
at the oh, Coliseum. Be great. It would, would be, be awesome. Or, or potentially Game 7. That place is going to be ridiculously loud. We all know it. They, they're going to start tailgating once they clinch a playoff spot for the for Game 1 of the playoffs, for potentially the first round. It's it's something that they, they need. I think the fans will just – the energy, the players will feed off it. Le- Leonard feeds off the fans. It's, he does. It's amazing. You know, he's basically the crowd meter. You know, <laughs> how, how when you when you hear you, when the crowd you hear go him up, talk, it's, 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 it's yeah. really it's really genuine. He this guy this guy loves it here, and I hope they get him locked up and get that taken care of. Agreed. And he was obviously nominated for the Islanders nominee for the Masterson Trophy. Uh, every team. I think he's gonna win it too. Oh, I, I think so too. And once they clinch a playoff spot, Barry Trotz will you know obviously be uh, nominated and win the. Jack Adams. Uh, so, but also we got to congratulate Casey Zekas. Not only did he tie the game with that goal, it was twentieth goal, and it's amazing how how this guy who's been on the fourth line does not play power play time now has twenty goals. Right. Those are twenty. Does he have any shorthanded? Does he have one or two? Yeah, he, he has. This year? I think he has at least two. Yeah. So that's basically he had, he had two eighteen in that game, even straight goals. He had two in that game. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 fantastic, and everyone, I'm 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 happy that he got that contract. I was one of the only ones, pretty much, when he they announced that extension, who was happy for him because I think he plays on the fourth line. He's really a third line player, and now that contract is just you know a bargain for him. The well, Islanders. oh, I don't know if it's a bargain. It's still four million, right? No, it's like three and a half, I think. Oh, three and a half is fine. Yeah, I, I you know I didn't love it at the time because I just thought it was. A, too much money, but I, you know, that's not something against a player. But he has raised his game so much, and you're right, it's an absolute bargain at this point. Yeah, and then yeah. also some, you know, getting into some news uh, earlier in the week. Andrew Ladd's nightmare season is over. Tore his ACL Sunday. Um, it's a shame. You never want to see a player go down. Uh, hopefully, he'll be ready for training camp. It's like about a four to five month recovery time. Um, it's just it's it's been an utter disaster since he's been here. Yeah, it has. And it's a player of his age, too, who was slowing down to begin with. It's uh, it's a concerning injury. Yeah. Um, and his no-trade, his 15-no-trade uh, team clause kicks in, I think, following next season. So okay. I, I imagine, you know, maybe long-term IR him, even if he's ready next year. You can't do that, though. He, yeah, you know, if he's cleared the play, you can't but, long-term I mean, IR a player. Just because they say it's four to five months doesn't mean it's going to be four to five months. Uh, I actually think four to five months is extremely optimistic. Yeah, I don't think, for you know, ACL? ACL is usually longer than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'd imagine he'll be spending most of the season in Bridgeport next year. Well, you can always bury him down there. You can always buy him out, too. Yeah, I mean, well, buying him out, you don't really save too much money. It's not about saving the money at this point. It's about the roster spot that's gained. Right. So you might as well just bury him at Bridgeport then. We'll, we'll, I guess. We'll, I guess you could. I mean, I, look, that's a problem for next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. worry about that next year. And Del Cole was very good last night. He very was, good. yeah. And, you know, he, uh, he's you know he's been snake bitten a little bit. I think a goal is going to come. A big goal is going to come for him because he only has two goals. But both goals were game winners. Uh, he plays the game a lot differently than you expected him to, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he has a lot of skill, but he's really been a nice complimentary piece to the skill players he plays with by just trying to get open and doing all the dirty work along the boards. And you could he's put out a lot of strength, a lot, you know, much better skater than you know he was in the last few years, and a lot stronger too. So, look, I don't know what his ceiling is, 
but you watch him play and he looks like an NHL hockey player. Right, and you know what? If maybe he, he's a third. Or, maybe he's a bottom six player. But if, if you look at where we thought he was last year, where I didn't even think he'd be qualified, I didn't think he was an NHL. Right, and the, the way he was playing in the AHL, he was buried in the fourth line sometimes last year. It was it was a nightmare. Right. He bounced back this year, AHL All Star. And if he's a third line winger, so be it. You you need a, a solid top nine. Uh, right. And then let's just talk a little bit. I mean, we know that Fippola is out. Maybe come back first round, potentially second round of the playoffs. But just how key Tanner Fritz has been this year. I know he was hurt yesterday, didn't play. But this guy, and I don't know why fans just like were like just so was just pretty much shitting on this guy. He's, well, he's, some people he's, think you know, that third line center is supposed to score eighty points. Yeah, true. And our first line I mean, center hasn't yet this year. I, here's the, like here's the thing. Like, I, like look, I don't want to lecture or anything like that. There's like, but it's like you're the problem with this team. Is not Tanner Fritz slotted in the three C position. No. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem with this team is the offensive output of the top six. And this team will, will live and die by its top six. So if Everly's going and Barzell's going and Lee's going and Nelson's going, then there's no problems. Right. And but you know what? Tanner Fritz is not here to score. He, he's here to no, kill he's penalties. He's here to grind. He can score. Yeah. He, he's he's done it in the AHL. He's quick. I mean, he, he gets a lot of opportunities. He's a great four-checker. He, he, he really is. And and if he's your, you know, 12th, 13th forward, there's nothing wrong right. with that. No, he plays hard. I had no issues with him. Yeah. And, no uh, issues with him. Yeah, and Tzizekas is making uh, $3.35 million. Okay, that's so, well, that's great. Yeah, so that's, it's, you know, less than we, we both thought. So it's it's not bad at all. And I know they won, and, you know, thankfully last night, but – how many times do we have to see Kamara take these stupid penalties? That was a bad penalty. That was a bad time, bad penalty. And but you know, he's not coming out of the lineup. I don't oh no, no, I, 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 he's I'm, not coming out of the lineup. I'm not calling for that, but I mean, he's a veteran. No, I'm just saying like, everybody no wants to get out of the lineup. He's not coming out of the lineup. You know, I mean, potentially Let's talk if, about something else. You know, I mean, that could have been a possibility if Fipola was still here. But once you have you know Fipola out, there's no way Kamara's going to be out. I just think it's like, look, you know, the team loves him. Uh, the coaching staff loves him. The organization as a whole loves him. And is he the best player on the ice? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, would would he be playing in my lineup? Probably not. But i just the guy who does a podcast. I'm not a Stanley Cup winning coach. I'm not one of the greatest GMs of all time. If those guys think he should be in the lineup, he should be in the lineup. I don't necessarily love it all the time. But, you know, he's there. It is what it is. And they say what you want um, about those guys, you know, Philpola, Kunakel, uh, Kamarov. This team was dead last in the PK, and now it's the middle of the pack. That's a big jump in one year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's struggling. Goaltending helps, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When you have, you know, Grice rebounding the way he has, and Leonard just, you know, been unbelievable this year, it, it certainly helps. And... For some, I mean, Winnipeg's a tough place to play, but not for the Islanders. I think they've won nine of the last 11 games there since they've yeah, returned. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, also, some roster, you know, signings, uh, this uh, organizational signings, I should say. The latest one coming yesterday with uh, first-round pick Oliver Wallstrom, who had a nightmare of season in college. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. You know, I mean, I don't... <laughs> it was bad. It, it was just not good. It was bad. I mean... Uh, you, you said it, and uh, in Arthur Staples' article in The Athletic said it, that a couple scouts said he was just seemed disinterested this year playing in college. 
Uh, yeah, I had some people tell me he was disinterested in the World Juniors. He was disinterested in college. So that's um, it's a little that's bit not of, great. No, it's not it's a little, little bit of a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag. You know, and he he was better post World Junior though. He was better in the second half of the season. Yeah, he was. I mean, but still, just I mean, and the team was a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why he wants to you know to leave, but. Well, college isn't for everyone. No, it's if not. You're going to Bo- and that's the thing people understand. If you're going to Boston University, you're going to Boston College, they don't mess around. you no. got to bust your ass in the classroom, too. Those are hard schools to get into. Right, and if you were just there just to play hockey, it's, you know, right. the culture Maybe shock. Maybe he, he probably should have just went to Europe. Should have for a year. I mean, I know there was talk that he was going to go to Sweden because his father, you know, is, is Swedish, but... Now, now he's signed. He can play immediately in the AHL because of the rule where he wasn't right. was it drafted or through through the Canadian juniors, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, so, which I mean, now he's going to have a little bit of a taste of you know the playoff race because Sound Tigers are making the playoffs this year, uh, and they have a you know a veteran laden team which certainly can help him. You know, just show him how to be professional. You know, this and that. And Kiefer Bellows is there, who also has had an disaster second half of this year. I don't think he scored a goal well, since Well, I mean, uh, the biggest problem January. is Kiefer Bellows looks like he's skating and, uh, like, you know, with cement blocks on his feet. Yeah, well, well, the problem with him, it's like a little bit with Brock Nelson in the past. If Brock Nelson wasn't scoring, you weren't seeing Brock Nelson anywhere. No, Brock Nelson was good in the AHL, dude. No, I'm not comparing him to the AHL. I'm talking about when, with the Islanders. When Brock Nelson wasn't scoring, he wasn't doing anything yeah. else. This year... Maybe you could compare him a little more with Del Cole. Um, possibly, possibly. Okay, I mean, if if you want to do that, sure. But with with Del Cole, cl- clearly he was scoring this year, and he yeah. was doing you know better. I was just comparing, you know, the player because you see how Brock Nelson was invisible in the past when he wasn't scoring. Sure, you know, I'm not ready to give up on Bellows yet. Oh no, of course not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And either. same thing with Wallstrom. Like, look, there's red flags there, but his his shot isn't the red flag. No, I mean, you don't give up on a player who is still, you know, 20, 21 years old. 20, I mean, look at the, look at Del Cole. Everyone was ready to label him a bust. You were, I were. Right. And, 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 and the encouraging thing, too, is Dobson, Wild, and Ishikawa, the other three picks, so there are two other four picks in the first two rounds, had outstanding, having outstanding seasons. Yeah. I tweeted last week. I, I think it was um, – I forgot which player. I think Bodie Wild had a you know great highlight play, and, I, and I'm just like, yay, prospects! It's, sometimes you just get sick of hearing about prospects. You know, you just want to talk right. about you know the Islanders. You want to see the Islanders compete and win. You know, because they haven't done. It, the last time they did that, you know, obviously the home ice and winning the division was over 30 years ago. I'm just so sick about hearing about players in the future. And I know you I are too. I understand that, but you know, I mean, having prospects in the salary cap era. Oh, I I totally agree with that. In the salary cap era, you need guys making eight hundred thousand dollars on your roster. No, you do, but these guys are buried in the minors. You know, the owners are very slow in bringing along their prospects, whether well, they're ready or not. That's what does. Well, you know what? That that was that was even with with Snow. How long did it take? I know, Kulak but Lamarello is more extreme than Snow. Right. Far more extreme. Well, okay, so th- that's totally fine. So hopefully we'll see Dobson next year. You know, I probably not. I doubt it. I mean, he, Dobson, he could get the the tryout at the you know beginning of the year if he's ready. No, 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 I would be. He would have to have. He would have to absolutely win a job and just be an unstoppable wrecking ball. Age nineteen, I don't see it. 
Well, I mean, it, it, it's certainly... 19 year olds don't play for Lula Amarillo. They just don't. Well, if, if he's, you know, clearly the best defenseman in, in training camp, he's getting a shot. There's, there's no harm for getting the, you know, the tryout. Taze was the best defenseman in training camp. What happened to him? I'm talking about next year. I know, I know. You know, know. It's also different because Taze is 23, I have 24. Right, and Taze would have been up last year had he not got hurt. Right. You know, Aho, right. and look at Sebastian Aho. Who I think you know, the leading candidate to play for the Islanders next year is Aho, not 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 uh, Dobson. And there's well, nothing wrong with Dobson going back to juniors. Well, no, there's nothing wrong. Well, the, the point's probably moot because they have seven defensemen who are, are under contract for next year. And well, yeah, you can move windows then. Okay, that's a that's obviously the discussion for the off season, but clearly, of course it is. Clearly, the number one candidate would be Nick Letty. Yes. You know, so. Well, we'll because there's clearly need for you know centers, and that's something we'll we'll get, we'll get to later in the year. Um, also, they had a couple other signings. Uh, our friend Bobo Carpenter, son of yeah, Bobby very Carpenter. happy for for him. He's a I watched him a lot in college. He's a really uh, highly skilled, energetic player who I think fans are really going to like. I don't know what his offensive out uh, his offensive stealing is, but the kid can play. And look, they need centers in this organization, and these college free agents cost nothing they really don't they yeah. don't cost draft picks they don't cost the assets they cost usually around or less than a million dollars so just sign them and right and the bridgeport and see what happens yeah and lou knows his father well because you know bobby carpenter scored 50 goals uh for the devils i believe right it was the devils right yeah uh, yeah yeah i think so yeah it was devils or the bruins i can't remember now it's one of those two but he played for both teams yeah so okay uh and you know, Carpenter. there's still some, and there's, and you're still going to see there's all there's still some very interesting prospects as the process four starts today. There's still going to be some interesting prospects that are, are going to be available. Right. So you see, you might see a couple more signings happening in the next couple of weeks. Right, and and you know, Bobo had a, you know, he was probably you know the biggest standout in prospects camp and in the prospects game last year. I know he. Yes, he was. Following he had a great camp with went the to the Devils. Devils yeah, I was going to say went to the Devil camp afterwards. So I'm glad the Islanders. Uh, Sign them, and they also had a little bit of an under radar signing too. They signed uh, defenseman Grant Hutton out of the University of nice uh, Miami, Ohio. Nice player, yeah, uh, very nice player. He was Bad a captain team this year, team. but he could play. Yeah, and uh, you know it was funny because um, last night was the Sound Tigers uh, Booster Club dinner, which uh, of course you know Zach you know coerced me to join a few years ago. So and but, yes. but the, these dinners are great because you you, know, you hang out, you sit with the players, they. Uh, you sit at the table first, and then they kind of do a lottery to see which players will, will sit with you. Uh, so one of the players we had yesterday was Grant Hutton. So r- really nice kid. We were just talking, you know, about him. he um, he didn't play most of his junior year or senior year because he got injured. But um, you, you know, super nice guy. He's big though. He's you know he's he's, he's a he's a big guy. And uh, like you said, they need these depth players for the AHL. And who knows? You know, defensemen get hurt. You can slot them up, so it's 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 a good signing. And like you said, yeah, a couple I don't know more what signings. you're going to get offensively from no. him, but he's he's a good player. He's a big body. You're right. He's a good size. He's a he's a pretty good skater. His skating needs to improve, obviously. Yeah. Um, like almost all kids coming out at their age. Um, but he, like I said, he's worth it. He's worth the risk. Yeah, and then a funny thing that came out of last night. Uh, they do these player awards where the players, you know, vote on like, you know, most likely 
you know, best singer of the team, you know, this and that. So mm-hmm. uh, Josh Hosting two, won two awards last night, and you can probably guess the theme. What time did he get there? <laughs> well, I mean, in true Hosting fashion, I was actually late yesterday because I had to come from oh, work. Oh, good. So uh, Zach and Abby were already there. Uh, Jody dropped them off, so thank you to my wonderful wife who dropped them off for me. Uh, but the awards were, the first one he won was the player most likely to lose his equipment. Nice. <laughs> And the second one was a player most likely to miss the bus slash be late to the bus. And that was both oh, Josh Hosang. That's great. <laughs> so, nice. uh, yeah, nice. it's, it's um, yeah, who knows it'll ever happen. And he's also a restricted free agent. So we'll see what happens with him in the offseason. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling he's not going to get qualified. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but uh, following the break, yeah, gonna, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it happens. Yeah, exactly. But following the break, we'll uh, answer some uh, questions from the mailbag. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, we're back now. Uh, Dan, you got a couple questions, and uh, let's hear them. Okay, uh, the first one is from... It is from... Uh, Upstate Isles, who's a, a, a friend of ours on Twitter, and he wants to know, Noel. Yes. Uh, he wants to know who do the Isles match up with the best against the uh, who the, who's the best matchup for the Isles going into the playoffs? Ooh, okay. So I mean, you'd figure right now they have they're either going to play the Penguins, right? I mean, because you'd figure they're going to slot probably two to three. So they're going to play the Penguins, right. you know, host them at home or host them away. That matchup doesn't bother me at all. They, they, they played them well. Uh, I don't want to see Boston, which you're not going to see Boston for quite some time. If something breaks, they lose the rest of the games, and they manage to get the second wild card, I have no problem with them playing Tampa. They play well against Tampa. <laughs> I, you're an idiot. All right, fine. Well, they... It's not going to be a sweep. I, I think I think they they can play Tampa. No, they're going to lose in three games. All right, fine. All right, call me an idiot all you want, but I I think the look, best. Look, look, no, look, 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 look. They played very well against Tampa. They do match up okay with them, and yes, you can look at the body of work over the course of the season series, but it's not seven games in ten days. That's completely different than playing a team three times over the course of a regular season. It just is. It is now, but now that their defensive structure is. So How many times they faced Vasilevsky? Once, once in those three games. Um, and I think it was twice, right? Once. It was once. Uh, maybe. Okay. I think it was once. All right. Uh, yeah, might have been twice, but but you did still. Like I said, you you have to play perfect hockey, and there's gonna against Tampa, and you also have to have nights where you can outscore Tampa. And the Islanders have not proven that they can really outscore teams no, and they, win a five-four game. Well, they can't outscore Pittsburgh either. This, this, yeah. No, well, but they they match up a lot better against Pittsburgh. No, that, that's that's why I said that first. Uh, 
that's who they're probably end up going to end up playing. I mean, unless they with, overtake uh, with the Carolina, Capitals. with Carolina losing last night, I can't see them falling into a wild card spot. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, and but if they win the division, who knows? They could even play Carolina in the first round. Uh, I, I have no problem with them playing Carolina either. They they played a lot better this year against them than you know previous because uh, in previous years they always seem to have like these random defensemen get hat tricks against the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. Look, Carolina's playing great hockey, but you take your chances with them. Absolutely. Uh, I still think, look, the Pittsburgh it would probably be the favorite regardless of the rankings. And, you know, the, the media loves them and all yeah. that. And they'll tell us, they're going to tell you how the Islanders have no chance against the Penguins. But that blue line scares nobody. Matt Murray does not scare me as well. Look, would the Penguins be a favorite? Absolutely. Would it be a hard series? Absolutely. The Islanders could beat the Penguins in a long series. The Islanders will frustrate the Penguins, and the fourth line will give Malkin and Crosby fits. And Malkin always seems to lose his composure against the Islanders. Yeah, and it will definitely bring back flashes. So I take my chances with the Penguins. Yeah, it'll bring back fl- flashes from six years ago. You know, seeing Sezikis, seeing Clutterbuck, seeing Martin against against those guys, and a much a less talented team took that team to six. You know, six years ago. Oh, they would have won the series if Nabokov could have stopped the beach ball. Yeah, he was he was brutal, and yeah, uh, yeah. and if they had actually held on to the leads in Game Three and Six, but that, that's another year there. Uh, okay, what's the next question there? Yeah. Uh, it's actually from our friend CJ Papa, who joined us at the live show a few weeks yes. ago. Uh, he said, "What was it like having CJ Papa and Jillian Fisher on the same show?" Okay, well, yeah, first of all, thank everyone who came that day. It was a Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. We had a Tavern lot of fun. We Nick. really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Yes, man. Outfitters, you know, Devin Cummings, selling all his merch did, did great. Uh CJ was absolutely fantastic. He told he was. Know, a bunch of great stories. He, he's always great. You know, he's a true Islander fan. And you know, Jillian's great. She, you know, she was fantastic. Absolutely loved that gritty t-shirt that she wore. And she that, drove down to Boston for for us and for the yeah. Islander fans. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and you know, and she she loves Islander fans. She really does. Uh, you know, good nation, good nature ribbing on on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, both both of them were great, and would love to have both of them on. You know, again, definitely real soon. Yeah, it was a good time, and also a follow up from CJ. Does Matt Barzell have eyes in the back of his head? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It was, sometimes they were on his side of his head. Because he was playing a lot of the West game, but uh, yeah, but yeah, he's when when Barzell's on, on, he is fantastic. All right, so next game is Saturday at home against the Sabers. Uh, they can actually clinch a playoff spot. You think they do it, Dan? Correct. Well, they gotta beat the Sabers. The Sabers are a disaster right now. There's something like fourteen and forty, and or forty, fourteen and something. They're like fourteen thirty something, and a couple overtime losses in their last fifty-five games. They're terrible, and they've given up. They're an absolute hot mess in that locker room, like most Sabres teams are this time of year, unfortunately. So, yes, they need to win this game Saturday, get it over with. Yeah, and I can see uh, Phil Housley getting the axe because that, 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 that. At one point in November, he was a candidate for coach of the year. I know, I know, because yeah, cause that owner is really impulsive. He owns both the Bills and the Sabres. It's very impressive. Correct. So I, I can totally see that happening. And that team has so much talent. It's, it's So a, much talent. It, it's a real shame. Uh, but they're still very young. They're very young in the blue line. Uh, Carter Hutton, I don't know about that. Uh, Olmark might be the long-term answer. Yeah. Still don't know about that. But Rasmus Dahlin is a special, special player. Yes. 
they just need still need two or three more defensemen, and they have zero bottom six players. Yeah, absolutely, and they have you know, very top heavy. Like Eichel's had a fantastic season. Yeah, he's tremendous. You know, they still have Middlestad, who's still growing. Uh, Reinhardt. Yep. They, they, they still have a ton of players. All right, so they have that game, and then they have a you know two day break. Oh, actually, no, no, I'm sorry. That's after Toronto. So our good friend, uh, the shootout boy. Oh my God, so yeah, let, that was how unbelievable. Great was that? Yeah, that that cracked me up. So they come back on, ironically, April Fool's Day. Because okay. you know, pretty much Tavares, you know, pulled the fast one over all the honors and put an April Fool's joke. Uh, so he, you know, they play them, final home game of the year. So that should be interesting. And you'd imagine that the Leafs are going to come out with some sort of effort to try to avenge that game. Yeah, Lee, yeah, I, yeah. You would think so. And the Leafs need to right the ship. They're not yeah. playing great hockey. No. Uh, they're winning games, but they are a mess in their own end. Yes, they are. So, uh, so this should be an, it. Should be a very interesting game, and it seems like the Islanders really get up for these games. So, uh, it, it, this is going to be an interesting game. I'm not sure about the reception. I don't think it'll be as bad as the first game. No, I, it definitely won't. It'll, it'll still be bad. Uh, I, I think. I think it'll be fun. I think. I think. Yeah. I think the, the fans are going to have fun. Yeah, just you know, continue those chants and come up with some more creative ones. You know, that, that's usually come kind of shoot out <laughs> one. You know. <laughs> And then they have a two-day break, and then they uh, end the season in Florida and Washington. So, we'll see. I mean, in typical Islander fashion, anytime they've made the playoffs or made a run, there's always this one game that they should win that they just don't. I can remember in 2002 when they had a chance to win the division, they lost a home game. I believe it was to Calgary. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, shit the bed for uh, one of them winning the division. I can totally see that happening against the Panthers. It's going to be seven people in Sunrise for that game. Uh, they have, uh, you know, and look, the Panthers are a mess. They're giving up five, six goals a game. Their defense is a mess. Their goaltending is a mess. But Sasha Barkov is having a season. And if you screw up, they can easily drop five or six goals. Absolutely. You. And he has a chance to actually break the all the, the single season scoring uh, scoring record, which is held by Pavel Bure. Right. Uh, Barkov is, I think, only one or two points behind him. And he has a he uh, he has a chance to do that, and that guy is an amazing talent. So if you screw up, they'll drop five goals on you. But that's once again a game they should win. Yeah, absolutely. and you know what? Being inside, there's going to be a really strong Islander turnout at that game. Really strong Islander turnout. Yeah, well, let's hope. And you know, Barkov needs to get the hell out of uh, Florida. Stat. He signed a, he he's under contract for like five more years. I know, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that's not a letdown before the game in Washington, which. Let's hope that means something, whether it's for the division or you know, securing a home, you know, home ice advantage for the first round. But we'll uh, we'll have a show next week and we'll we'll discuss. Hopefully, uh, Islanders will clinch by our next show, at least a playoff spot. And um, yeah, thanks, Dan. Okay.